Welcome to All In. I'm Rick Jordan. Today I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007 I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto. Whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back, you'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation so 10 years down the road from now, you'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start to ignite the spark, to go all in. Hey, this is All In with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. Welcome back. And Mandy, Arthur, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. You've been on a couch in the show <laughs> of mine before. You've been on a couch, haven't we all? <laughs> I have been on a couch. This is the story of me being on a couch. Let's tell the story. Okay. It was a black leather couch in oh. a dark studio. Wow. I know. This oh, was this so when you ways. were doing your other podcast? Exactly, okay. yes. I got it so now. So I you were in the studio before. Yes. Now I've got <laughs> now the whole there's context. story. Thank you. I was on a couch, but it's turned into so much more. It has. <laughs> so, so many things can be taken from that, and I love it. <laughs> I'm glad we went down the path that we did. Of the couch yeah. to open things. It's a good story. Yes. So let's segue from the couch <laughs> Now I just don't know where we're going to go with this, but this is this is awesome. So many possibilities right now. There is. I am wonder. I was asking you before the show, and it's like, what do you want to talk about? What's what's like? If there's a single thing that you absolutely love that comes oh, out of your mouth all the time, one thing comes at the end, though. It does come at the end, yes. <laughs> but I mean, it's like a general topic, and like, let's just talk about anything. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Because a, a lot of my guests, I love every single one of my guests, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate it and I'm grateful that you are here. I'm so thankful that you asked me to be on, but I'm not sure Aww. that you did. I think Laura was just like, you need to have Mandy on. Yes. And and she's a little pushy, and we get scared of her sometimes. A little and bit. And so, I mean, she gets, I, I wouldn't screw with that. She gets scared of the Aussie, though. Yeah. Well, he's intimidating to everybody. He is, yes. He's got to come out. He might. Okay. <laughs> he just might. He, he's on the couch for now. Yes, he's on the <laughs> <laughs> Mythical couch. Oh, my gosh. So, we met. How did we meet? Uh, through Rondi. We did meet through Rondi, yeah. Through the ever-fabulous Rondi Land. Yes. We have to use his full name, Rondi just in Landon. case. He's amazing, and I appreciate him very much. And he, I, I'm trying to think back to when we first... We're talking because we were doing a video shoot. Yeah, that was when and we were doing the Rise video shoot for yeah, your event. Yeah, that yeah, was... and we were just like, this guy is super cool. Got to get to know uh -huh. him. Got to help him out with spreading his message. Thank you. Because he's awesome and more people need to know about it. That's such a huge point, though, too, because I think there's a lot of individuals that make a, or force a disconnect mm -hmm. between what they're doing and see how we just talk about anything. Now I'm just jumping mm -hmm. right into real stuff, I love it. real substance. That's what I was trying yes. to do, too. <laughs> the, and I remember what you told me, and uh, you know, Adam was explaining a lot of things, too. And you told me it's all about the personal brand. Mm-hmm. And that's really what builds trust because as an entrepreneur, you know, we've got this wonderful recurring thing on here. When I start to go down a rabbit's hole, it's really not a rabbit hole. For me, it's a squirrel hole. Yes, you know, absolutely. That's my brain. <laughs> Every day 
is just shiny squirrels that or squirrels if they're French. Oh, wow. Yes. What about if they're Aussie? <laughs> if they're Aussie, oh my god, what would they be then? I don't even want to try and attempt an squirrel Australian in squirrel. Australia. Yeah, I know. But the the French squirrels are more refined. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the, those are the the ideas. Yes. Right on. They're, yes. <laughs> You told me that I needed a personal brand because I have I have all these fun, fantastic ADD things that yeah. I like to go mm -hmm. after because there's 80 new ideas a day. But no matter what I go into, there's always Rick Jordan that right. is the umbrella or just the arc over the entire storyline. Well, line. you have a personal brand and you have always had a personal brand. It's just if you're developing or not, if mm. it's something that you are aware of or not. And so many things in people's lives, I mean, every one of us is guilty of it at some point where we're just letting something go, where we're just not paying attention to it, but still expecting results. And that's where people don't understand why maybe something is misconstrued that they've said or somebody may not like them or maybe somebody thinks of them in a certain way. Well, that's because you're not helping them understand you and putting out content that they can you know, relate to and get to know you better. Yeah. And, and, and connect with and make a connection before they even have to talk to you. So there's always a personal brand there. It's just what are you doing with it? And are you de delivering a consistent message and doing something that's going to help you? Or are you delivering an inconsistent message and not putting anything out there? And I mean, that's a choice too. That's a personal brand too. If there's absence, your brand is absence. Your brand is, I don't really care. I just don't really care. That's wonderful. And so we're just going to go with whatever. Yes. And it's like if if people really believe that and they're just willing to just go with whatever and just let it go, then that tells me about them. Yeah. Wow. I love that. <laughs> How's that for a straight truth? And when, <laughs> when, you know, I there's a, <laughs> that was fantastic. All right. Let's shut this down. I think we got it up. No. <laughs> That's beautiful because, yeah, there's apathy. And lack of attention or laziness. Right. It's a, there's the hashtag lazy entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Is that mm -hmm. even a thing? Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Whether it's hashtag lazy entrepreneurs or not, yes. <laughs> I'm not sure, but <laughs> it's definitely a thing. And it's really just unsuccessful entrepreneurs because there's no such thing as a successful yeah. entrepreneur that's lazy. That's true. This is very true. Wow. I'm just, I'm already blown away. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So let's move on to that. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> I love the conversations that we have because this is very reminiscent of even the very first conversation that we ever had. You know, in the midst of shooting videos and photos, talking about what you really need to have your message be concise and clear. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know if you remember this, but I had you know three criteria that I had as far as anything that I go after mm -hmm. in life, and one of those was setting yourself up for and not harming future targets. Mm -hmm. And that, that's one of the three criteria as far as whether I do anything, mm -hmm. you know, because anything I do is all in. Yes. And it can, I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> never. <laughs> but that's, no matter what your message is or your lack of message, mm -hmm. it's either going to help you or hurt you in the future. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And I'd, why would anyone want to hurt themselves? Right. Not showing up is hurting you. Yes. Not showing up. People think a lot of times, and especially in the digital age and in social media, a lot of people who have successful companies are saying, 
it's kind of like compliance. They just go along with social media and get some people in their office that do it or get some people that do a brand strategy for them because it's just something that they have to do. And they just mm -hmm. know that it's one of the pieces in the puzzle. And so we just begrudgingly go through it. But they're not really all in on it at all. They're doing it as a compliance type of thing. And the fact is that you know, if, if you have no real strategy and no real purpose behind it and you're just doing it to do it, yeah. you yeah. might as well not even do it at all. You got it. It's you're totally falling behind. And especially because every day I'm thinking about what is next because it moves so fast. I mean, if we were just yeah. talking about six months ago, um, there are functionalities that the platforms didn't have that they have now and that are taking over. Oh, sure. And so it's hugely different. And that's why if, if you just implement something and you say, I'm just going to do a content calendar and we're just going to put out a blog every other day and blah, 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 like people are done. And it's kind of like, it's very similar to actually, if, if you were to get on the phone with like Comcast or AT&T, they put you through all this automated crap and people are like, ah, I hate this. There's nothing mm -hmm. worse. The most hated company like Comcast, Xfinity. I know because I have Xfinity. Yeah. It's horrible. But why do we hate it? We hate it because it's automated and because there's not a person there. Yep. And that's what happens with people's social media and with their digital presence and a lot of time presence and a lot of time with their brand is that they just put it on autopilot and there's not a human there. There's not a real person there. Yeah. And you yeah. have the same feeling about that situation and the same disgust for it and not wanting to be a part of it as you would getting on the phone with Xfinity. That's so huge. You know, you're hitting. But on there's so yes. many choices now that, like with Xfinity and with Comcast and with all that stuff, like sometimes you have to deal with them. Yeah. You do not have to deal with a person on social media or in the world or their brand if they just turn you off, even in the slightest degree. Oh, for sure. So it's like automatic. I'm never looking at that again. Yeah, yeah. And those brands too, those huge brands like a Comcast. Mm -hmm. To me, their brand. You know, I, I don't wouldn't even call it a brand. It, well, they know, have a brand, whether they. Whether it's good or not, whether it's helping them or yeah, not, yeah. is another thing. Their message that they try to put out there is, "Hey, we're fast." Mm -hmm. That that beyond that, that that's it. And it's, and kind of we're big, and there's nothing you can do, and you just yes. have to go with it. So just get in line. Pay the high prices, right? Yeah. And I know that one of your favorite people is John, John of T-Mobile. Yep. John and, Ledger. Yeah. Yeah, and he um, is kind of trying to disrupt that too. So it's beautiful. More power to him. So you know to. This week is uh, Sunday. Actually, launches T Vision, and Chicago is one of the markets that ah. that's launching. And I'm going to be one of the first subscribers for that because yep. that's amazing. So I, I have freaking Direct TV now. Wow! Uh, and it's horrendous, mm -hmm. you know. And that's only because it's high priced, and there is no human contact mm -hmm. to make me feel good mm -hmm. about things. Exactly. And now that's a dude that understands the value of a mm -hmm. personal brand. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. One of the few CEOs. I mean, yeah. can you can you name the CEO of AT&T or Comcast? They're probably hiding in a bunker someplace because they would get attacked otherwise yes, <laughs> by the way that they treat people. Right. It would be like, let's just go underground. Time yes. to go underground. Yeah. <laughs> Even freaking United CEO actually comes out to take a beating. You know, yeah. <laughs> at wow. least he does that. You know, so he's got one like, I mean, United is not the best love company in yeah. the world. You know, it's who I fly, you know, because I have decently good experiences with them, mm -hmm. you know, but then... 
they went through all that junk a couple years ago. Yeah, about with, wearing leggings on the plane. Yeah, and I kicking know. Kicking people off for wearing leggings. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, and he, I remember, uh, is it Oscar Nunez? Is that his name? I have no I idea. I don't even remember, you know. But you it, know, that says a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Neither one of us remember, but we remember the problem. Yes. I remember that it was leggings that caused the problem. I remember that it was a huge debacle in the press, <laughs> but I do not remember the guy's name who supposedly was addressing it, which means he probably didn't address it. That's he horrible. probably didn't yeah, solve it. Exactly. I don't remember the guy. Yeah. What kind of a brand is that? It's it's disgusting. You know, in my uh, in my field in tech, and there's a, a lot of I, I call them one man shops. You know, and I have nothing against plumbers at all. But mm-hmm. I, I I call those types of uh, if you want to call it an organization when it's one person, but I call them the plumbers of IT. You know, they're the ones that go out to fix the leaky faucet, and then that's it. That's all you see of them. And I do you remember Jimmy Fallon's one of my favorite guys mm-hmm. ever too. And I remember SNL sketches of him as Nick Burns, the company's computer guy. Mm. And that's the brand that a lot of individuals in my industry are putting forth. The condescending, you know, mm. overbearing, mm-hmm. and they're not doing it intentionally, but by lack of intention, it mm-hmm. ends up becoming intention. Exactly, 100%. Yes. I mean, if we were to just even talk about our physical appearance, think about if we literally did nothing. If we're just like, I don't need to bathe. Yeah. You know, I don't need to do my hair. <laughs> Screw this. You we'll know, I, I don't couch. need to buy a new pair of, uh, or a new shirt. I'm just, why? You know, it, so lack of care or just saying whatever yeah. is the worst. You know, it, and that is a brand in and of itself. That's a brand that says, I don't care. Right on. We were talking about it the other day, how um, when I... When I was in high school, I had my favorite color hair ever, which was pink. Woo. Magenta hair in all its glory. Oh, yeah. The best ever. My still favorite to this day. Wish I would have been born with it. But you have to be aware that what you do in life brings you somewhere. And what what you appear in life as well um, causes other people to believe things and think things about you before they ever even knew. Yeah. So you are always building a brand. You are always making an impression, always. And there are ways that you can adjust that and ways that you can control that. But there's a lot of people out there who say, well, I don't agree with that, so I'm just not even going to address it. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. act like it doesn't exist. And it's like, but the problem is it still does. And that's why you didn't get that promotion. And that's why you didn't get, you know, the raise. You're hitting the nail on the head there. My sister, who I love very dearly, she's six years younger than me. And even if you're not a company or not Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, you still have a personal brand. Absolutely. And she had red hair for Mm -hmm. a very, very long time. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking like naturally red hair. I'm talking, you know, like crimson. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Red, yeah. uh, it looks amazing. Absolutely. But she works at a law firm and I said, well, oh, like, yeah. you know, what has that done for you? She's like, I've never had any problems mm-hmm. with it. You know, and of course it's a brother and sister talking. Mm-hmm. So there's that wonderful butting of heads because we grew up together, mm-hmm. you know, and she goes, I've never had any problems with it. It's, it's She doesn't know the problems exactly. she's having with it. Yes. Because she's not open to that idea. Yeah. Sometimes we get so much like, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't care. I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. I don't care. And it's like, you just decided to work 10 times as hard to get half the distance just because you had to do that. Yeah. And the, the question is, do, does pink hair matter that much to me? No. My goals matter that much to me. Right on. Because the pink hair is nothing. Yeah. Is nothing. What is any of this? It's nothing. It's meaningless, except if it gets me to where I want to go. Exactly. 
And there's a certain expectation. We were talking about this too the other day that it, you, the expectation even of appearance or the way that you present yourself, the way that you speak. I Absolutely. couldn't go on, go into a prospects and start speaking like an Aussie. You might be able Maybe. to pull it off. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I don't but know. But I can tell you, Ziggy voice would definitely not make it through the door. Exactly. There's an expectation of a certain conduct, a certain yeah. image. And that can change even depending on your audience. Absolutely. Now, pink hair, red hair, if you were in, you know, a performance-based exactly. <laughs> industry, stage exactly. business, you know, music, whatever. Because it fits with what people already believe. Yes, and right that's, on. that's a large part of a personal brand or any brand. I mean, people say that, um, that a brand is just telling people what to think about you. But that's not true. And anytime content is posted or anytime there's a marketing plan or any anything that's created for you in order to try and develop your personal brand or your company brand really should reinforce the things that people already believe about you or just show those in a different light. You know? So, um, so it's not about telling people what to think. It's about showing them who you are and then shaping their perception of that Mm -hmm. really. And, and that's what you have the opportunity to do. And there are just so many people out there who just say, I'm going to tell, like, kind of like United did. No, that's not right. This is what we did. And it's like, okay, but that doesn't change the reality of what all of us experience. Yeah, yeah. So you just told us something that now seems like a lie to me. So I've disregarded you, which is probably why I don't even remember the guy's name. Yeah, right on. It's gone to me. Done. Yeah, but... But for instance, something about you, if, if we look at all in and we know that you have that podcast and now we see a video from you and that video talks about how, you know, you don't like to choose priorities. You don't like that word. You want to have everything because you're all in. You want to have your family and your business. You want to be able to travel and include them. Well, that, that matches your brand. Now I'm seeing consistency. Now I'm like, okay, this guy really believes what he's saying, what he's about. He really is about this. Yes. And this is a consistent message that's delivered day after day. And if I'm into that, I'm all in on Rick Jordan now. Oh, I love that. Thank you, by mm-hmm. the way. I, that A lot of that stemmed from, well, we, we did an episode a little bit earlier about how that came about in my life too. But there's there was something that I was talking about, I think. I don't think it was on the episode, but there are people that have told me, oh, you can't have that and mm-hmm. this at the same time. And there's part of me, you know, there's that rebellious... The magic of and. I know, right? <laughs> yes. I want this and, and that. Yes. And then I'll have that, that, and that. Yeah. But they're they're in the status quo, and they, right. they don't understand that, you know, you really can go that after everything. they're scarcity. Everything. They yes. believe there's scarcity. That's a, that's a whole other great topic, too, because it, they don't believe in abundance. Right. That you can have everything. And for those types of people that will always tell you to me, that those mm-hmm. individuals that will say, well, you can't have all that. There's no way you can possibly have all that. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that I notice a lot that are not trying to even help other people. They're just mm-hmm. trying to get for themselves, and their focus is number one on, on their on them themselves. You know, I, my book on ethics, right? Mm-hmm. The, the overarching storyline of the entire book is, are you doing something to benefit yourself at the expense of another person? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to benefit yourself. Everyone needs to get ahead in life, but is it at the expense of someone else? Right. But then the flip side of that is for me, which is another mantra of mine, which is serve first mm-hmm. and the money will follow. Absolutely. Those that say you can't have this and, the, mm-hmm. the magic of and, <laughs> and this other thing, I they don't see themselves as like this temporary right. storage right. facility for what needs to flow through them. Exactly. 
And it's about creation. I mean, if people say you can only have this or that, it's because they're believing that they live in a world with limited things. And it's like, but if you become a creator and you have a creator mindset, mm -hmm. you say, guess what? I'm going to create it for myself. I'm going to create yeah. this. And guess and, and after that, I'm going to create things that don't even exist in the world right now. And we're all going to benefit from that because that can be duplicated and improved. Yeah. On. Like, I mean, think about all the people who have come up with products and things that have never existed before. They literally created their own income off of something that didn't exist before, that came from their brain, yeah. that was not in existence. So there's no way that there is scarcity if we can bring things into existence through sheer idea and then have profit. That's beautiful. And help people at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But you're helping people. I mean, you're helping people if you create a great company that solves a big problem, that you create something from nothing, and now everyone benefits. I mean, why yeah. do people pay money for something? They're paying dollars in exchange for a good or service. They don't have to do that. You know, people could not buy cable. They could not buy an iPhone. Yeah, for sure. They have choices, and they're choosing a solution because they have a problem, mm -hmm. you know? And so... You're never not solving a problem if somebody's giving you money in exchange for it. You're solving a problem. So every business is about solving a problem, which is serving people. Yeah, that is serving yeah. people. And it's just about how well can we serve them and what other problems can we solve for them so that we're not just solving for vices yeah. or for things like that, but we're actually solving for some of the better parts of humanity. You know? Yes, exactly. And I hope everybody from my industry hears this episode too because it, that. I feel like a lot get into this just because it's easy for them or everyone feels like, hey, you know, tech is everywhere, so I'm just going to do this now, you know? Yeah. And it, I, I can I can program a router at my house, so why can't I do this mm -hmm. for a, a ginormous 100,000 employee corporation? Mm -hmm. Let's try to go through this, you know? But I'm going to be the Nick Burns. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk in because I know all, and I'm just going to show everybody how much that I know, and that's the only reason that I do this. And then you can right. pay me a little bit of money yes. <laughs> for what I just did. And that's the the, the funny thing to this because uh, your services mm -hmm. are not rock bottom pricing. Right. My services are not rock bottom pricing. Yeah. But you find those that have this attitude of I am better than you mm -hmm. are always the ones that are the rock bottom pricing. Every time somebody tells me that they're too expensive, I know that they need to be more expensive. Yes. A lot more expensive. Exactly. And I'm like, well, there we go. 30% They more. don't even <laughs> value themselves. They don't even believe in what they're right. doing. <laughs> right, right. Which is why they don't charge more. Right. Well, and it may be about, you know, what you were saying before, how, oh, I can just do this. I can do a router. And they think of it as, a, as just a service, that they're just yeah. going in and doing the thing that the other guy did. Yep. And that's why it's not worth a lot to them yeah. because they know what they're actually doing. But I know what we actually do and I know that we over deliver on the services that we provide and even the contract by 10 times at least. And also in the term of that, if there is something that comes about that is better, we just do it. Yeah. We yeah. don't call and say, hey, it's going to cost you extra. We just do it because it's the right thing to do. And so I know that for that service, for caring about a person and for doing the right thing, no matter what it costs me, I know that that's priceless. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that view, that viewpoint also because I've done those kinds of things. There's certain things that you cannot as a business just absorb mm -hmm. the costs of and you have to pass those costs down to your clients. Right. But then there are things just like 
you said, you know, I, I've done this with my people when they brought situations to me. And it's like, just do it. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's the right thing to do. You also do it because it's who you are. Yeah. And if you're taking shortcuts, I mean, so many times every day, I repeat this to myself and I have to, for some reason, maybe I'm broken. I have to keep repeating it to it, to myself every day. How I do one thing is how I do everything. Yeah. And it, even when I go to the grocery store, which it hasn't been in a while, but because it's Safeway and <laughs> buying now. Yeah. But when I do go to the grocery store and I see all those carts out and they're, you know, all yeah. over the parking lot and I know that somebody's got to do that job and I think, how can I, how can I do better? How I do this one thing is how I do everything. So I don't just take my cart back. I go get a few other ones and bring it back because if I can make it three times better, then I'm doing... You got it. I'm, that's how I want to do everything. And it's those little things. That's why I'm saying if you walk up to somebody and they just have an I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah. And I just I don't care about how my appearance and how I'm bringing myself to you and how that might affect you and how you might respond to that. If I just completely am blind to that and just don't care, then that shows me that you don't care in other things too. And then why would you want to do a business with a person that doesn't care? You got it. <laughs> There's the question to ask. Wow, that was intense. Yeah. I mean, we're still going, of course, yeah. but <laughs> well, it's all, it's I mean, it's your Yeah. It's what you always talk about, which is serving other people and you can't serve other people truly if you don't care. Yeah. Oh my goodness. If you don't truly care about what they are getting from you. So so a lot of times and I'm sure in your business too, it's about, "Oh, I delivered XYZ." Mm -hmm. So we're good. And it's like, "Okay, that may have been the truth, but what was XYZ trying to solve and did it solve that? Exactly. And somebody else would have done XYZ. Yeah. So what makes us a, different than it's them? It's just a transaction that it's just a product. It's like, okay, I sold you an iPhone. Okay, but if the iPhone doesn't work, I haven't solved my problem, which is to call somebody. Yeah. So it doesn't solve a problem. And and a lot of people just don't care because it's just about the transaction. It's like, okay, here's the phone. Okay, here's the money. But it has to be about if I solve a problem for you and you see me as a problem solver that you can come to and I will do it no matter what and solve the problem that I say I will, then you will keep coming to me forever and tell other people, hey, this person over here solves problems. Yes. And it's real. And they don't just say it. And it's not just a transaction. They will do what they say. I'm 100% sure of it. Priceless. Again, make yourself priceless. Right on. And you want to know what my brain just jumped to? Squirrel. Flourless chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. I think you're hungry. Oh my God, I'm so hungry right now. Yes. <laughs> a little squirrel. bit of a squirrel. Yeah, no, that's a big squirrel. I, I, I even had this image in my head of this chocolate cake. You know, I was telling you about this, uh, maybe because it's you that's here, and we were talking the other day oh, about... Oh, German chocolate cake beer? Oh, that's even <laughs> better. From Leavenworth? Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know what we're going to do tonight now. Well, <laughs> actually, they have it at Safeway, so we will probably get it. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm super excited. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the value of personal brand, and I've seen that now. Because I have this dichotomy, you know, to where I need to, I've explained this even to my my mentor that's been with me now for a couple of years. I've explained this to you where I, I have the, the tech security that continues to grow and I need to continue to build that. But then I have this super strong desire that's at my core mm -hmm. to see lives changed, mm -hmm. to see transformation and just acceleration of receiving and just diving into someone's goals. And the only way to even bring those two together, or even have one or the other, is to really not 
difference. No, they're not. They're not. That's the crazy thing. We have so many clients that say, oh, well, I, I should make my handle blah, blah, blah company. You yeah. know, like my first name and then company. And I'm like, but you're more than your company. You're more than your book. You're more than your podcast. You're a human being. You can yeah. create so many things. And what if one day you decide to sell that company? Are you no longer you? Oh, for sure. Is all of this irrelevant now? That whole part of your life has been cut out and, and it's just separate? Yeah. No, it's still a part of you. You take all of that. So that's still you. It's still part of your brand. Everything that you do is part of your brand. It's it's not separate. And so whatever drove you to get into cybersecurity and tech, that is part of you. And however it manifests itself, which it happened to in being the CEO of this company, yeah. It is something that will continue to manifest throughout your entire brand. So it's important. It's who you are. Yeah. You know, everything that you do is part of who you are because it's a manifestation of who you are. That's so key to everything that anyone ever wants to go after. Right. The, the only, I can't even wrap my head around some of these one man bands, you know, and I'm not even putting them down because I was that one man band right. when I started. Most entrepreneurs start that exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody starts and says, hey, I have a whole team no. to, to get rolling. I mean, I started trying to bring a team on quickly because yeah. you can't scale you. Right. You know, there's no way to do that without a team. And there's mm -hmm. solopreneurs that are out there that feel that they can. And they, then they reach these caps and they ask the questions, well, why can't I move beyond this? Well, right. it's because you don't have a team right. to begin with. I will, I will say one thing if you yeah. don't mind me interrupting. I, don't. I really think that beyond just scaling your business with a team, there's something that I've discovered that's more valuable to me and maybe to other people, I'm not sure, yeah. but more of a motivator for me than even the value of their work that they're doing, which is awesome, is knowing that people are depending on this being real, on this growing. And so yeah. I have the wake now of families, of yeah. children, little children. I don't have any kids myself, but little kids depend on my decisions that I make every day in the business and their well-being and they, them going to school and having friends and having lunch. And I can just think of so many interactions and so many things that depend on it. That is something that is incredibly motivating to me. Yeah. And yeah. just beyond, oh, the, you know, the stuff on a black and white piece of paper that says, oh, you know, if you have people, you do better and you blah, blah, blah. That's great. And I love that. And that's important. I'm all about profit. But for me, a huge motivator that I love is, is knowing that there are people who depend on me. That's what makes me think there's no way I ever quit, no matter how hard this gets. Doesn't matter. I got to do it. Yeah, right on. I don't have, uh, you know, any kind of medical anxiety or, at all. But I've explained this to some individuals before that there's no one that understands this weight until you have it because mm -hmm. it's literally the only thing that can make me physically shake when I just mm -hmm. wake up in the morning mm -hmm. is all of those families that I'm responsible for because yes. it's not just my wife. It's right. not just my three kids. Right. It's all the wives and husbands and their kids right. and their grandkids right. <laughs> that are depending on what I'm trying to create, what I'm trying to build and have that be lasting so right. that they can have their lives play out, you know, and I, I love this because now I've started to bring on people that really want to grow. Mm -hmm. And I've started to almost divide this line because I, I used to hire with compassion and oh, my heart yeah. mm -hmm. and I've you know, trying to, because where I've been, you know, mm -hmm. and I've been broke as can be 
And you, you try to hire a past version of you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I can help you. But the question That's... is, could that past version of you do that? Do what you're asking them to do. Oh no, not at all, not at all. And that, that's that's the problem is that there's a lot of people that come through my doors that want to interview for a job that just want the job. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to grow themselves. Mm -hmm. And now I've even when it comes to clients because I let I let three clients go last month. I, I had to because they were in a position to where they just did not want to grow their business mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. And it starts to conflict with my ideologies right. because that's the whole purpose of why I do what I do Yes, is to help you grow, whether mm -hmm. it's professionally or personally, that's who I am. That's exactly right. I understand that. And that if you hire somebody who doesn't have that same outlook, I mean, somebody that doesn't even want to invest in themselves. Right. And that, that was a dividing line that I, even for the existing team and everybody that ha that I have now, thank God, because some people last year that I had hired ended up self-selecting out, mm. <laughs> which That's is good. That's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> self-selecting out. Yes, right on. I mean, so, some needed a little shove, but that, that's mm -hmm. okay. They started realizing that they just did not fit with me mm -hmm. and the culture that I had. Because mm -hmm. regardless, and to your point, even my business, the culture that is there is my culture. Right. Everything in, in any of the businesses that I have is an extension of me. That's exactly right. And yes. Everybody has to be all in. Absolutely. If you're not all in and you don't follow these other seven core values, are you healthy? Are you inspirational? Are you reliable? Mm -hmm. You know, and the, the, people the, think that there can be a neutral. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you can just say, oh, this person's okay. Yeah. And, and this person's all right. You know, they do what they're supposed to do. And then you think, oh, well, the worst people are actually the people who are destructive. Um, and, and then obviously we champion the people who adhere to all of the culture and who engage sure. in it and everything. But really, the worst people in your company are the people that you think, oh, yeah, they're okay. Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones that you don't notice. Yeah. And they're the ones that will destroy you. Because they'll, they'll basically demotivate everybody who's up here doing the right yeah. things. And they say, well, why is this guy still here? Why does he still keep getting all the benefits and things that we get when we're, we're trying to do yeah. this? And you're also constantly trying to lift that person up. Say, hey, why don't you come along? Hey, come along. Hey, come along into this culture with us. And they're constantly, you know, just, no, I'm good right here. On. I'm good here. But it's like. Like a stubborn dog on a leash. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes when you try and pull people forward, even if it's forward towards their own goals, they just dig in their heels further. And there's another way for them to learn it. And sometimes you can't teach them. Yeah. Their life will keep kicking you until you get the point. And sometimes you're not the one to do the kicking. Right on. Sometimes it needs to be something else. Right on. Um, otherwise, you know, they'll just start to see you negatively. But the reason that the people in the middle and the people that are just okay are hurting you is because they're harder to spot. The people who are destructive to your company are very, are much easier Absolutely to find. Absolutely they are, yeah. And that's, I think, one of the cool things about your company is that you take all of that away. You take, strip it all and say, okay, what are people actually doing? Yeah. that they don't know we see they're doing, and then how does that correlate to who they are in the company? Right on. How have you seen, um, because you deal with cybersecurity and all of that, especially internal, um, has there been like a certain personality trait or a certain type of employee that you've seen who's done the, um, you know, yes. trying to sell yes. secrets to companies? Yep, or, absolutely. Tell me about it. Those who feel... There is a certain personality trait, and it's those who feel that they have been wronged. 
Ah. In the, <laughs> in a I, past yes. job or, you know, in or a marriage. Or just in life. Exactly. Those mm -hmm. who feel like they've gotten People the short like end victims. of the stick. Exactly. Because then they're able to justify yeah. being able to um, hurt somebody else. Yeah. Because they're like, it's okay if I hurt them. I'm the victim. Right on. I, I need to get mine. I've been slighted, so it's okay. Right on. Somebody else's turn. Yeah. I need to get mine. It's, it's my exactly turn to get what right. I need. And that is the the one underlying trait that I see across the board that uh, all of these people share. You know, and I I can't even call them bad people. Right. Because it, they have had things happen to them. Mm -hmm. You know, and whether they're legitimate or not, let's just say that for the sake of the conversation that they were legit. <laughs> they were the victim in these scenarios. But whatever you believe is true. If they believe yeah. they were the victim, then they were the victim because yeah. they believed that they were the victim. Yep. We've all been victimized at some point in our life. We could all hold on to that time and call ourselves victims forever. And because we've all been victims of something, but at one point you have to say, I'm going to change from identifying as yes, being a victim to being key. a victor. You and how it. can, what is it that I can do to make that change? That's so that's that exactly I, but the at. problem is you don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah, that blanket sure. to hide in and yeah. say, ah, I'm a victim, I'm a it's victim. Re it's retreating into something that can be comfortable. Now you're or, accountable yes. for your own ethics. Yeah. And that's and scary. It is. Who wants that? <laughs> Rather hide. Right? I know exactly. And that, that you've mentioned something really key here, and is that they identify with that. But it's even more, I think, is that they take on the identity of a victim because mm -hmm. being victimized in of itself that just means that something bad has happened to you. Mm -hmm. That's okay, and you right. can reflect on that and understand why it happened, whether mm -hmm. it was a fault of yours or because you allowed something to happen. And you can feel, I mean, often it's because you felt powerless in a situation yeah. or were powerless in a situation, but taking away other people's power is not the way to get it back. You got it. You got it. Again, it's the That's... scarcity thing. It all comes back to that, doesn't because it? Because you are yes. your own power. You can generate as much power as you want. You can have as much energy as you want. You can create as much as yeah. you want. You can do anything you want. I mean, there was somebody that literally created electricity. There was somebody that created, you know, the internet, who yeah. created Google. They just came up with things. And they were like, let's just do this. I'm just going to create this. It doesn't exist in the world. does in my head. I'm going to make it real. Then we got money. I love that. I'm sure there's those who feel that, oh, well, I can never do that. I can never just think something and fabricate something out of thin Everybody air like Rick or Mandy. many great ideas. They sure do. Yes. And it, when do you get your best ideas? Right. I get mine in the shower, you know. <laughs> or I get mine when I actually can quiet my mind. And there's a, a point of meditation. I think everybody should meditate in some way or another. And that doesn't mean, one way to do it is to sit and do nothing else. Mm -hmm. You know, but just try to find those quiet moments. For yeah. me, it's when I'm working out, when I'm lifting it is between my sets because if I'm if I'm lifting for two minutes, then you rest mm -hmm. for four. If mm -hmm. I'm lifting for one minute, then I rest for two. You know, mm -hmm. to give my muscles a break. And during those times, I sit there and just quiet my mind. And that's where these crazy ideas come, or when I'm in the shower, because mm -hmm. you're literally not thinking about anything else mm -hmm. in those moments. Absolutely. And it, maybe that's an encouragement to everybody because almost everybody has a difficult time finding that moment to quiet things down because there's so much busyness that goes Absolutely. on and we're jumping around to a lot of different things. Now we're talking about personal developments, you know, which I love, but it comes back to this. That's how I think that you're going to eliminate right. this mindset of scarcity in your life is when you can actually get away and quiet your mind so that these things can just come to you. It's really a crazy thing too, because we live in a world of 
just such unbelievable abundance where I can call or I can just even on my phone and get groceries, yeah. you know, but you can literally do anything. And it's kind of like, you know, I was talking to um, someone yesterday about how it's so different now. We hear stories from people who were in wars, people who, you know, went through the depression and their lives were so different than us. And they had so many stark struggles that were just yeah. unimaginable now that we think that's, it's hard to even have sink in when you're living in, you know, the 2000s in America where it seems like life is pretty easy. And I think that right now, deeper in our culture is a struggle that we have a hard time with things that are not challenges because we don't face as many challenges. And we don't feel as much freedom and we feel more suppressed because it's a suppressive weight of unbelievable freedom. You can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. Okay, what do I do? And that's the question. Where it used to be, you know, your dad is a pastor, you're going to be a pastor. Your dad is a, you know, lawyer, you're going to be a lawyer. Your mom did this, you're going to do this. And you had a path. But now it's just the unimaginable weight of our complete freedom that is what's causing people to... I think just not know what to do, deer in the headlights. That's a wonderful perspective. And there's almost an obligation or a self-mandated obligation that you feel like you have to do something that your parents might have done. Right. You know, and they're trying to create this structure that just doesn't exist anymore. Right. And uh, not understand, I I love that because almost nobody understands the insane, immense amount of freedom that we Mm -hmm. have. That we can do anything as long as it fits into our skill set, of course. Well, we can do anything and then we can also be anything. Yeah. In any situation that we're in, no matter what's happening to us at any time, we can be who we want to be in that situation and do what we want to do in that situation. Yeah. So today, if we can bookend it with this, what's one thing that you would want to leave our listeners oh, with today? Oh, I get to decide this? You get to I decide. didn't My know guests that. always do, yeah. I would say basically, um, stop using excuses. The world is free. You are freer now than anyone probably in any of your past family history has ever been. And what are you going to do to celebrate that freedom that everyone has really struggled for? What Mm. are you gonna do? The foundation's already there. Right. Well, I mean, just create. Yeah. I mean, people have come up with ideas from nothing. They've come up with products from nothing. They've built fortunes from just something that existed in their mind. You could be sitting in a dark room. You could be sitting in, you know, your school. You could be sitting anywhere and come up with something. And all it takes is a little creativity and the belief that you have it in you to do it. Just create. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're creative media group, so there you are. Brought it yes. into our name. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> all about creation. Where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, Manny the boss at yeah. Manny the boss. That's one a- S. Yes. It's Dutch. It is. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Awesome. Well, thank you. (laughs) You're amazing. Thank you. Really. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening.
I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.